0: Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten pod, football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big
1: Kurt. Big Kurt, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT.
0: I'm Jeffrey the Greek and Jeffrey the Greek. Please uh, forward the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, all the things we need you to do to make this a continually successful podcast. What do you got? We got some housekeeping items. Housekeeping. Well, thank I think you're sleeping.
1: Housekeeping? Housekeeping. Some injuries. It's that time of year, right? Yeah. A lot of injuries. Yeah. As we suspected, IU offensive lineman Coy Cronk, leg injury, out for the season. That's too bad. He's done. Yeah. That hurts for the Hoosiers. Uh, Maryland running back Jake Funk, ACLU, right? Maryland, another ACL for Maryland, and that's at least his second one. I, I, he might have more than two, actually. Yeah. Michigan quarterback Dylan McCaffrey concussed, doubtful. Shea Patterson's banged up, but I expect him to play. I don't think there's any question about that. Purdue quarterback Elijah Sindelar still
0: concussed, still don't know, st- still in protocol. I thought the original diagnosis was slight concussion.
1: Yeah. Isn't that then the they,
0: terminology they used? What Brown
1: said last week was he's progressing, and it sounded like he was kind of progressing to be able to play. You know, last week. If they didn't, did they play last week? I'm trying. No. Yeah. So it
0: it didn't matter, but
1: I, I I don't know. I, it sounds like he's still struggling a little bit. I, he's got, do you
0: remember when concussion protocol was when can he go back in the game?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or, or wait, you had the concussion? (laughs) Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Okay. Uh, All right. Running back, or I'm sorry, Rutgers quarterback, Artur Sitkowski was named the starter as McLean Carter is doubtful. He's also concussed. Uh, we forgot to mention on the last podcast that Mark Dantonio finally passed Duffy Doherty as, for, the, as all the all-time time wins winner. leader
0: yep. at Michigan State, passing a legend. We were there. Big Kurt and I were both very frustrated with ourselves. We like wrote notes to ourselves to say it and still forgot. But another milestone, yes. a another bigger one. one another even, one we forgot. Nebraska
1: reached 900 wins with their win against Illinois. They're the fifth FBS school to ever do that.
0: And so very impressive, obviously. The other thing that I just find amazing is Notre Dame is sitting at 899 right oh, now. That's right. I think it's Notre Dame. I think that's pretty right. sure it's Notre Dame. But how crazy up, is it that it. both Notre Dame and Nebraska were going all the football games that have all been played yeah. throughout all these years. They're both going for 900 at the same time. Isn't pretty that amazing. incredible? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it for housekeeping.
0: I got one I got one housekeeping oh, okay. item just because I it. thought it was interesting. College football viewership. Did you see this stat around the Twitter sphere?
1: On on, on TV, we yes. about it. it's,
0: it's up, right? Yes. So across the board, it's up 4%. Okay. okay. That's nice. Over last it, year? Over last year at this That's time. That's pretty good. A big jump I would think. Yeah, you think 4%? I didn't I know if it was maybe so. kind of the Lee Iacocca, we just want to grow a little bit every year type of deal, but uh, however, the data that's really good, college football on Fox is up 44 Yes, I'd love Percent. to hear that. The college football Fox noon window up 78%. Oh, Lord. Percent. That's great. So this is my theories on that. I don't think these are any deep state <laughs> theories or anything, but I think they're putting the better games on the foxes has, you know, asserted themselves to Mm -hmm. have better games. Okay. Um, They have made a point to put better games on at noon or what I would call them 11 o'clock games. Yeah. And I think Joel Klatt and our boy Gus have got garnered that much momentum. Like they're good. Well, not so much Gus. He's not, he's not big on social media, but, but Joel Klatt is. Yeah. And, just Fox in general. It's too bad. That stuff's Gus paid.
1: Isn't, he isn't into social media. That's a no, shame. He doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah. Gus Gus makes a name for himself every time he calls a game. I can. Yeah. But don't you think all of that, along with uh, Big Twelve, Big Ten, Pac twelve fans, yep. love to turn into a game on Fox or the Big Ten Network and be happy to hear people talk about something other than. The SEC well, I was gonna and say, the ACC, yeah. which which ESPN crams down your throat. Right. I Don't know. you
1: think that plays into it? I'm sure some of it has to do with the backlash against ESPN. It's yeah. got to. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's we're not alone here.
0: No, of course not. You know? <laughs> we we hear from people on Twitter. We right. see it all, all the time. So, anyways, good on you, Fox. Another topic I just thought I'd bring up. I love it. Where are you at? Makes me the, happy. On the D'Eric. This probably doesn't make you happy. On the D'Eric King situation. So what we're talking about, of course... <sighs> Derrick King, the very talented yeah. dual threat quarterback for the Houston Cougars. Uh 4 games in, they're 1 and 3. He just says, "You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and redshirt." I don't know what to think of it. I
1: I basically tweeted I'm just so confused right now. Because he, then he there was something, I don't know if he said it, but it it, it was reported he, but he's staying at
0: Houston. Correct. Well, then why
1: do you redshirt? That doesn't
0: I I because he doesn't want his senior year to be a crappy year.
1: Oh come on! What what other explanation is there? So what? So he's gonna wait till next year, and so they win. I don't know, nine or ten
0: games. Big deal. And Who cares. And he, and he gets to play quarterback for you know another year. I I'm trying to just put myself in D. Eric King's shoes, and I and think
1: he's got to be at least like he wants to say, okay, I want to test the waters, go somewhere but be- bigger, better, or else. Then I'll just if I if I don't get to do that, then I'll just you know play
0: at Houston. That's again. what the general consensus is okay. that he is turning himself into an essential free agent, and he's uh, you know uh, announcing that to the college football world, like, hey, you got a senior quarterback this year, I could be your guy he's next year. Got to be, yeah. And I wondered because the one thing I would say, and I don't know if this is gonna sound like defending him, but he has had three different head coaches since he's yeah. been in Houston. Not his fault. Uh, he started so, with kissy face. So he face wants a fourth. I, well, <laughs> that's a good point. I don't like know. if he goes to a different school, yeah. but um, I don't know. Maybe him and, and old Holgie aren't getting along too well. Well, in, th- in that's Houston. my th- what right. I I just wish I was there for the conversation between him and Holgie because they don't look the offense doesn't look good. It, it was better right. certainly under kissy face and then under apple white too. Um, yeah, it just doesn't look like it's in sync right now. But but anyways you know. that. That amazing come-from-behind win by the two-lane green wave, which will be tough to top for the fo- best football so game. So that just of the, broke him. It just, <laughs> it, I think it broke a lot of gamblers. I think it broke De'Aaron King. and It might have broke Holgie <laughs> from broke Mount, Mount Holgie. Pleasant, Iowa. That's right. I always forget about it. Yeah. He's another one of the uh, – um, Went to Iowa Wesleyan. Yeah, Iowa Wesleyan. So yeah. Yeah. Played Mount Pleasant. All right. Um, I think that's what we got for housekeeping. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So we will get right into the games. Call me a Big Ten homer, but I think these are a lot of very intriguing games this week. Uh, So this week, there's only one football team that is idle. That's the Illinois Fighting Illini. And thank God for it. (laughs) But one thing I want to point out that I find interesting, almost kind of a housekeeping item. Have you noticed, Big Kurt, how many teams... Are playing each other, where they are both coming off yeah. being idle the week it, There's like three or is, four of them. Is this a thing? Did they try to do this?
1: I think they they must have. They're trying to to like get rid of the unfair advantage of someone coming coming off idle playing someone who just
0: you know maybe played. Has there Ohio been a State release? That, has has somebody said something? I've never that, heard anything okay. No. But Mich- that this has Michigan Wisconsin last week. Yeah, we're the, both coming off an idle week. No, Iowa the, Wisconsin play. Later in the year, they're both going to be coming okay. off at Iowa Week. Funny thing, Iowa and Middle Tennessee State. Both idle. I both idle that, yeah. last week. Uh, insane. It's just weird to me. So that's an that's interesting
1: one because can you imagine uh, Middle Tennessee, whenever they scheduled that 10 years ago, thinking, you know what? Why don't we just put a bye week before Iowa? Let's just get ourselves good and healed up and ready to go. Or I don't know. Maybe that's – maybe that maybe I'm – Going about it all wrong, maybe they don't want the buy before Iowa because they're going to lose anyway.
0: I guess I more than anything, I would love to be the assistant AD. A lot of things would be interesting. By the way, that job apparently just looks 10 times harder than what you would think it would look like. Yeah. And just see how hard scheduling is.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's much harder than the average person makes out.
0: All right, so that gets us through housekeeping and a little extra – Post-housekeeping type of housekeeping. Some bonus. Bonus material. All right, so this gets us into the games. We have seven games total for the weekend. One on Friday, September 27th, and six on Saturday, September 28th. We will do these chronologically with the Big Ten Game of the Week held last. So first up, the aforementioned Friday night game. I thought it was almost a candidate. could have been uh, for Big Ten yep. Game of the Week. This is a pretty cool matchup to me. Number twelve, Penn State Nittany Lions going on the road, but not far to go to into the shell. Yeah, to play the, the sold move. out shell. The sold out shell. You well, yeah, okay, I got, I got maybe some insider information on that. But seven o'clock p.m. game, FS one, Nittany Lions favored by six. The over under is sixty two. What do you got?
1: Well, let's start with uh, what, what, what's your little your little nugget? You're holding back on us there.
0: Well. I guess we could say that there might be some Maryland fans feeling a little blue on Friday night. Uh, okay. Because we might be looking Penn at Penn State invasion. We we could be looking at a lion and mountain lion invasion inside the shell. Yeah, it still counts. Okay. It's still a sellout. It's a sellout. Don't yeah, you sure. think? It's, no, it's still a sellout. It's a sellout with an asterisk by it.
1: All right. So this game I'm I'm pissed off because I don't know how long ago, but at some point in the past. My wife asked me to go to some fundraising event, Ooh. and I'm like, oh, Friday? Sure, yeah. And I figure, you know, I'm buying some equity with the wife because there's no games on Friday. So we'll spend the night Friday, and she can't pitch as much on Saturday. So I'm going to be at this charity event on Friday while this game's going on.
0: Not <laughs> I, too love, f- I love, by the way, that you're like, God, charity event. <laughs> helping people Stupid out in need. Charity.
1: Anyway, uh, Penn State. Hey, by the way.
0: Yeah. Both teams were idle last week.
1: Ah, they were indeed, Yes. <laughs> Idle, of course. Uh, so Penn State sitting at a positive one point six yards per play differential. Maryland, surprisingly, only at a plus zero point two yards per play differential. Would have thought that'd be higher. Yeah. Overall series thirty nine to two. Oh, with one that, tie. It's that bad. You do, can you guess who's <laughs> leading it? <laughs> wow. Thirty nine to two with one tie. Maryland won in nineteen sixty one and twenty fourteen.
0: Oh. Boy, that's tough. Isn't that nuts? That's got to be one of the more... So, if we're going by the criteria of played at least 40 times, that's got to be one of the more lopsided... Can't imagine there's one worse. Wow. And
1: it's weird. I mean, I before... So,
0: first off, is this a rivalry?
1: To you. I th- to you, Big Kurt. I mean, I think it is a rivalry. Not a big one, but it's definitely a rivalry to Maryland and, and to their fans. They see it as a rivalry, I'm sure.
0: So... Thank you, Mr. Perkins, the Penn State Insider. Um, f- the info t- from him is that it's very much a rivalry to a lot of the players on the team, which I got to yeah. think is pr- pretty huge, yeah, because so many of them are from the DMV area, right? So there are there could be teammates, there could be yeah. we played that guy in the same district stuff that are on opposite I, teams. So that guy if,
1: took my scholarship, there's, correct? There's going to be that because let's be honest.
0: On. Most guys that grow up in that area, Penn State's the first place that, I would they, think, that yeah. they want to play. I mean, some people are obviously, you know, grew up, they would like in the heart of DC. Um, I, I don't know if this is gonna uh, prove to many that probably already suspect that I'm not the most intelligent person on the planet, but like I was really curious, like <laughs> where the hell, hell is the University of Maryland in relation to Washington D.C.? I was oh, shocked. It's right that, outside of it. I mean, it's right there. Yeah. Um, and then I looked up how close the campuses were. I think you can make it in about three like, and a half hours. Okay, if, I was gonna say like, 150 traffic is good. If probably, traffic is good, so maybe these, a little these, more than that. These schools are pretty darn close to each other. Well, and
1: James Franklin. And Loxley coached together Correct. under the fridge Ralph uh, at region. Maryland. Yeah, and I, you know, I imagine when Locks got the job at Maryland, I imagine Franklin was like, "Oh
0: crap, that makes my job a little bit harder because he knows recruiting is going to get harder." Yes, yeah. recruiting is going to get harder. So I would call this a a pseudo uh, rivalry, um, or it is a burgeoning rivalry. Yeah, a lukewarm be. rivalry. Correct, but you know, something that would make it. Uh, fire up is if Maryland won this game (laughs) that is completely true yeah so this will be an electric crowd too bad you are not going to be able to watch that game but yeah uh, I have to watch it on so to me what is really interesting about this don't we have a strength versus weakness weakness versus strength going on here
1: yeah yeah so you would think the strength of Maryland is their offense the strength of Penn State is their defense Uh, Penn State was outgained in their last two games yeah.
0: Here's a stat for you. Well, like let's let's that plays into Penn State's offense, but right, right. here like the matchup that I am going to want to see. So th- this this is this is this is crazy to me. Like this will be the coolest thing on this game is I have a lot of faith with by the way I think I said that wrong. It's strength versus strength and weakness versus weakness is what I should have said before, but anyway, so this is Maryland's offense versus Penn State's so I have a ton of faith in Penn State's front seven. Oh, so do I. I mean, I think they are uh, uh, up there. I mean, they're up there for one of the best front sevens in in all of the country in the Big Ten. And I'm not
1: sure they've been playing up to their potential up to this point.
0: No, I don't. I don't think they have yet either. No. I mean, I think they have flashes. Yes. Um. I think they've kind of just maybe got a little. A little bored, a little stagnant on on yeah. you know some of these games. This would don't you think this would be the game that would get the defensive of out? Yeah. What slowed down Maryland's offense two weeks ago? It was Josh Jackson running for his life,
1: right? Which you have to expect is going to happen again.
0: Well, but this is what's crazy is of all the stats that Penn State's defense can look at to be proud of, oddly enough, getting to, the, getting quarterback enough to the quarterback so is far, right? is one of them. But do we go back to the what you just pointed out? The effort, I don't know. The you know, I'm not trying to to question their effort, but that's that's what I'm looking for. Can Penn State's front seven, just with their front four, can they get in the backfield consistently? I think
1: they'll be pretty fired up yes. playing on at night, Friday night, only game on, or at least the only you know big time game on. And I'm gonna go back to this idea of the Hoosier line with Maryland. Uh, Temple had a pretty good defense. And made them look pretty bad, right? Yep. Same thing happened last year. They go up against anything better than an average defense, they got shut down. Anything below average, they were just running wild. Okay. I'm going to stick with that until they prove me otherwise. Yeah. I know you've it's got a- you've got those data points. Uh, yep. I'm just saying that that Penn State is definitely above that Hoosier line on defense. I think they shut them down pretty good on off on Maryland on offense. I love Penn State minus six. Okay. Now, and the I other like, side. Now I the, like the under, though, because yeah. I don't see Maryland scoring a lot. Now,
0: the other side, to, to try to – I will get there. But, okay. like, now you got the weakness versus the weakness. Penn State's – so, I think Maryland's defense has flown under the radar for just how subpar, and I think I'm putting that kindly, mm-hmm. how it's been this year because their offense has been so explosive. Yeah. Um, Penn State's offense is better – on the grand scheme of things, I, f- I have more confidence in Penn State's offense and Maryland's defense. With that being said, Penn State's offense this year, seven of 30 on third downs. Mm. Seven of 30. Now, one would assume a good chunk of those were, you know, third and seven plus, and they're showing issues. My question would be, is Maryland's defense porous enough? Will Penn State even be in that many third downs? And if they are in third downs, Will you will Franklin manage it so that they're they're gettable third downs? Okay. That to me is the big thing. If Maryland's defense can get Penn State into third and seven plus, that's where the game at. But everything that we're talking about here, I, again, I I feel nervous. Like, why is this over under at sixty two? Mm-hmm. Is it just because of the respect for Maryland's offense? Like, is that Which, why? It's don't that you high? think
1: that's a there's a value there.
0: Isn't that like an overplay by people? I hope so. Yeah. I. But this is the point of the, mostly because I got, I just got bare fisted, beat down <laughs> by the gambling gods last week. So I feel As stung. Did I. Everybody did, by the way, yeah. it was a general thing in, in all across, but I got to, I got I to gotta look at what I'm looking at. Right. So to <laughs> me, what I like here, and I really like this is the under 62. Yeah, and then if you put a gun to my head, it, what I think they're telling you with that line is that it's going to feel like more of a Penn State type of game. And Penn State's shown the ability to win close games this year. So I'll take Penn State to cover the six, okay. if that makes any sense. So, all right. So that moves us on to Saturday. First up, we got Middle Tennessee State coming into Iowa City to play the number 14 Hawkeyes. This is an 11 o'clock a.m. game on ESPN2. Very happy to say that Beth Moans will not be doing this game. Uh Man, you had to go there. Yeah, I went there. Uh, line, Hawks by 23 and a half. The over-under is 52. So no previous matchups here. I was sitting at a
1: plus 0.6 yards per play differential. Didn't figure it out for MTSU. But we do know they're not that good of a team.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: Don't you think they... So they played Michigan. Yeah.
0: And, <laughs> you know, how... Michigan's It's not funny the anymore. because because when I saw the score, I mean, it was a close game through the first half. Yep. Like middle Tennessee state hung in there. Michigan outclassed them by the end of the game. But yes, you just think, okay, well, Michigan didn't get up for the game as much, but then that we thought that carried over them to be in flat versus army. And now we just think yep. they're well, not that just, good. Maybe that they're not that good. Middle Tennessee state has got a dual threat, Quarterback, yeah. he is their entire offense. So
1: that's what I was going to say. Is he's leading the team in rushing with two hundred yards or two hundred two yards rushing? Correct. And I think the next guy has like right around hundred. Yes. That's not, that's not a nope. recipe to win against Iowa, is
0: it? Well, not a recipe to win throughout the year. Um, I guess what I'd be curious on is what's the game plan going to be for Iowa? Are they going to say, listen, we're going to stop him from running the ball and just see if he can. Throw the ball down the field consistently and get points on the board. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've just got too many battle wounds, but I know that just like just like most defenses, I've got memories in my you know the the in the memory bank of Iowa having issues with you know mobile quarterbacks like sure. this. So yeah. I see a definite path for them to get some yards uh, in the game. I don't know how many points it will lead to, but I, I can see them moving the ball a little bit. Uh, the but- other thing too, Iowa secondary. Is banged up. Still man, very made right? up. Like all these guys that I will fans were hoping and expecting to a certain degree right. to come off the the you know the injury report and onto the two deep, they're they're not listed. So I don't know so what's going on. Do you think on. they'll try to take away the run or the pass? I think they'll try to take away the run. The run. Okay. See if they can, you know, move the ball down the field against and hopefully Another thing Iowa fans are looking for would be nice that the pass rush would come alive sure. at some point, because it certainly hasn't through the first three games. By
1: the way, their quarterback's name is Asher O'Hara. Yeah. Um Iowa also on the docket, they've got at Michigan State and home versus Penn State, I believe. Yeah. So it could be a little bit looking ahead here. A little don't you bit like
0: next week Michigan could be a little bit let down. Oh, is sandwich. next week Michigan? Pretty sure Michigan State, week. I think. Mi- Michigan State. next week. Um
1: but I just I don't Imagine a one dimensional team really doing that much damage against an Iowa defense. Well, they're one dimensional
0: in the sense that they don't have a running back. No. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. Okay. So, so we're got not a seeing dual the, what do you, So what do you got? I'm curious now.
1: I really like Iowa to cover. Okay. And I really like the under. I just don't see him scoring much.
0: Really like the under. I am not seeing this as. I'll, I'll take that back. I. I can see, I I I would err towards the under. I don't really okay. like it. I really like Middle Tennessee State plus the 23 and a half. This is no one of my kidding. favorite plays this week. This this stinks like a 30 to 17 game all day long wow. to me. I have watched, I if you remember, this was my my scary game of oh, the Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, this this fall, this has got a lot. The only thing that would shy me away from this being the, the scary letdown look ahead game is that, Iowa was idle last week, so you would think they would be more focused for the game that that takes a little bit of stress off. But I still don't see this to be. These aren't the type of games that Kirk Ferentz like lays the hammer down.
1: No, that's Sometimes, true. But yeah. I mean, would you? Are you saying that a lot because of where it falls in in the the season? Like yes. at what point that it falls yes. before that you really get into the Big Ten correct season? Yeah, yeah, I could see that.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next one up, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights going into uh, Ann Arbor to play the still number 20-ranked Michigan Wolverines. This is an 11 o'clock game, game on Big Ten Network. Wolverines favored by 28. The over-under is 49. Neither team, really, in the Big Ten, the Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, because yeah. of obvious reasons, and the Michigan Wolverines because Big Kurt kicked them out last I kicked them out last week because why? They're frauds. How can they still
1: be ranked number twenty? That's a shocker. Who who could possibly look at that team and say they deserve? To but be you ranked see
0: the point? you see the ranking matrix by the voters. Like there's got to be enough people that vote Michigan in for them to stay ranked. It's not like they had a. But like, that's what I'm saying. Is it's how crazy? How can that many people look at
1: this team? Like and and feel positive in any way about them, right? And and the funny thing
0: is, just ask Michigan fans; they're saying the same right. thing. I, and like, even if it's... look at the, I, I, look at SMU's. look at SMU schedule; they're four zero. Look who they've okay. beaten; they, they should be ranked. I'm well, telling you,
1: okay. And and I know that. What they're doing is well, but you know they've got a lot of talent. They'll get it together. But at some point, you have to factor in what have they done on the field so far? Correct. And they've just taken a giant shit so far. So <laughs> Lived a I'm sorry, yeah. you are not getting a vote from me. Yeah. And I don't shame on all those voters who who actually voted for them.
0: So this game, did you do yards per?
1: Yeah, uh, plus zero point seven for Rutgers and Michigan sitting at a a 0.7. zero. really yeah
0: even that doesn't happen they're at even huh I mean that just um here here's my thing what team which which team is not going to turn the ball over here will either team not turn the ball over (laughs) that's a good point they they fumble and intercept like it's that's the goal of the offense yeah this is gonna it could be comedic in
1: some ways to watch this game just you know like like a hot potato just bouncing around between the
0: two teams here here's my question So one of my favorite uh, uh, gambling expressions from my from my buddy Artie, he would always say, "If you bet on two shitty teams, expect a shitty result." (laughs) Okay, (laughs) is that what this is going to look like here? Hold on. (laughs) Side note, (laughs) you know
1: you love Tom Fernelli. I love Tom Fernelli. Yeah, you know he does the bottom twenty five every week, and and he is ecstatic this week. He's over the moon because he's calling it. His game of the century, of the week of the century. Akron <laughs> plays UMass. His two, his number one and number two bottom oh, 25 God. teams are playing each other. That's this hilarious. Week. Isn't
0: that great? That's hilarious. He's, is, got, he's got some good stuff. This but, is similar but to that game. So my question is, y- you've been there before, right? Thursday night, uh, Mac game. You're going to watch it because it's the only Thursday night sure, college course. game on. But it's like November, and both the teams are pretty much awful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like Akron in Central Michigan or something like that. And about somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, you think to yourself sitting on the couch like, oh, God, these teams are awful. And that's
1: when you think, well, don't they usually play movies like Point Break during <laughs> during football games? It's got to be playing right now. Let's see if Point Break is on. <laughs> So
0: is this a point break game? I guess is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> this our, our, is a point break game. I well, think. it is. I mean, is Michigan's offense in such dire straits that even Rutgers is going to make it look like it struggles. Yeah, is, it, it could. That could that be because this is, this is a 28 point spread. OK, which so with with a 49 put point over under. So yeah. they're they're telling you that Michigan's going to win the game. 35 to 10, something like that. Yep. You know, 38 to 10. Yep. Like, is Michigan going to score 35, 38 points? I mean,
1: Michigan, records D is not good, but they're not atrocious. Right. Are they? Right. And you don't even need to be that good to slow down this Michigan offense. They'll slow themselves
0: down. I mean, I... It's tough, right?
1: It is tough, but by
0: the way... Because right now, this is what I have to put my faith in. Here's my choices. Okay. Michigan's offense... Or Rutgers. It's just in general. Exactly. What do you have more confidence in? And
1: here's the thing: Shea Patterson is banged up a little bit. Yeah, he did, he did get benched last week. Correct. And we were talking about him having a questionable attitude before he got benched. This could go south. There. I mean, we. There. Who is possible. running the ball
0: behind Charbonnet? Like they had to put a X D lineman or something in. Yeah, ben Mason, Right. Fumble the ball, right? Like who, if for you're... some
1: reason, uh, Harbaugh wants to play every position on the field, like he plays defensive tackle and fullback and tight end and linebacker, and
0: and why not give him the ball in a key position when you're down? Was it didn't, seven or fourteen? Didn't make and, any sense. I have some of the weirdest stuff going on. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm articulating this correctly, but I am intrigued by this game because of holy cow, could Michigan wind up looking? this could they get worse bad that's what i'm I, I don't about. see them losing to Rutgers, but i don't but either could you walk out of this game and you're like oh my god they only won 21 to 10
1: right and i think i think 28 is too big of a spread me too i mean i like Rutgers, but i'm a musher okay okay that's why i'm picking michigan because okay. i want them to look
0: bad gotcha
1: I'm going oppo. I'm doing the Costanza. You're
0: doing the Costanza. Okay. Because of every that's inflation very I've ever me. had. I'm just going by what I'm seeing, which was is wrong. this looks like an under. The opposite. This looks You're like right. an under. And I'm, I like the under as well. And I I, I hate to say it because I have to attach Rutgers to it, but I like Rutgers plus the four touchdowns. The no, fun, the only to thing, be honest with you, I like Rutgers
1: and I do like the under.
0: But here's why you don't gamble on this game. Because somebody's going to throw two pick sixes or fumble it inside their own red zone, and that's how that's how Michigan scores. Yeah. Right? Sure. That's what I'd be most nervous about.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Sitkowski is starting. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you know you're okay. going to get at least one pick, if not two. I'm sorry,
1: Artur, but yeah. but we've just Seriously, we've seen it.
0: Don't throw a pick in this game. See what happens. Wouldn't that
1: be great if this was the game he decided to not throw the pick? I know you want it to be this I game. I want it for... to be the game. Damn right.
0: All right. Next one up, we have got the... Number eight, Wisconsin Badgers, excuse me, Northwestern traveling in to play the number eight, Wisconsin Badgers, uh, Northwestern one and two, Wisconsin three and zero. Oh, 11 o'clock a.m. game. This is on ABC. This is the ABC game. The Badgers favored by 24 and a half points, start at 21, over under at 47. All right,
1: Northwestern sitting at a negative 0. 0.8 yards per play differential, good for Dead last in the conference. Wisconsin sitting at a positive three point four. Good for okay. second in the
0: conference. Okay, so three point four. The, the what I'm looking for and I'm asking for is like mm-hmm. if you're over two. Okay. Positive two. Positive two. You're probably near the top of your conference. Oh yeah. Okay. And if you're under one, like I mean, how close I- how close is Northwestern to being like awful? Uh, or, I- are okay,
1: they I'm trying to th- remember what they. Where they were overall, they're way down there. They're like,
0: I don't know, 100th
1: maybe in the country. Okay. In that so statistic. So maybe even a little less than that. Maybe like 110th.
0: Okay. So point 0.5. Point 0.5 is, in the is, negative is bad. Be, that's bad. Yeah. And they're, okay. All right. I, sometimes I have troubles doing that stat in my head. Here's here's what I find incredible about this game and just kind of tying the, the spread to it. So 24 and a half. Is, is the line mm-hmm. uh, 47 points is the over under. Yeah. Um, I would have thought <laughs> the over under would have been literally nine points higher than the spread. Cause what we're saying here is how many points is Wisconsin going to score and how many points is Northwestern going to sure. score? So do you, I'll just, I'll just start with one question. How many points do you think Northwestern is going to score in well, this game? This okay. is that's- this I, I heard a a serious XM debate on who has got the best uh, uh, defense in the entire country and Wisconsin was one of them brought up. Sure. I mean, you got to bring them up, right? Clemson, Wisconsin and uh, Auburn is who they were debating. OK, that was
1: well, OK. And believe me, that's what I was thinking about before <laughs> as I was thinking about this game. But don't you think at some point Wisconsin's defense has to cool off and at some point in that Uh, Northwestern's offense has to kind of start getting it together.
0: Yes. But, but this isn't the week that you would think Northwestern would do it. I wouldn't think so. If you talk, I think if you talk, that's where Fitzy gets us. I think if you talk to (laughs) see, it's the, it's the wounds. It's the wounds that we take to these games. Um, But I think if you talk to enough Badger fans, they are saying what you're saying. Like, we see what the it, pa- it says on the paper. We understand. It is a conference game. We uh, <laughs> we see what the spread is, but they're not scared to lose the game. They're just like, oh, God, are we going to have to sweat this stupid game out in order to win this game? I don't think they're going
1: to have to sweat it. But doesn't 24 and a half just seem huge? I know what, what, Look what we've been looking at. But again, like I said, the Maryland one. Don't you think you're getting kind of some value here? Because Wisconsin's played so good, they got to come back to earth. The yes,
0: the at some point things come back Even to out. the mean yeah. a little bit. Um, but I still can't get over like, okay, this is how you. How do you? How, let me ask you this. I ask you another question. How do you attack this Wisconsin defense? How would you? How do you think the best way to do it is? <laughs> I think it's obvious to me. Okay, they got two safeties out. There you go. You got to throw the ball. I don't think their D-backs are that good to be Now, not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. I just think in general relative terms to the greatness that the defense is, I think the the D-backs aren't as good. Then you throw in that they have two safeties out for the first half because of the targeting. Now, picture a team in your head that can take advantage of that. Is it the Northwestern Wildcats? No. Not from what I've seen. How are they going to get points on the board? I don't know. I, I I'm sorry. I know that Fitzgerald is Fitzgerald, but you know what? Like they pointed out in Big Ten Network this week, there's some things they're doing bad this year that are especially bad. Even for struggling Mick McCall offenses, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. Like Hunter Johnson. By the way, is, the fire Mick McCall. It's it's up and Birds are are out there. It was in, up and running this time last year. It was. It got cooled it down because they started winning games. Super strong right now. Um, whether it's on Mick McCall or Hunter Johnson, a combination of Hunter Johnson, I, I Mick think McCall, it's a, just
1: an overall lack of talent on the offensive side right now
0: on the, on the
1: outside. That's a big part of it. Like Brett chronic, but even a, though, I really like breast chronic. I like, do too.
0: Any, but every team in the country needs Brett Skronik on their team. Absolutely. But he can't be the only receiver nope. on your team. He's the only receiver on their team. They're not scoring points, dude. I'm not seeing it,
1: but it's also, I, I, you got to blame the offensive line, too. It's not playing well. Yeah. And, you know, Bowser's dinged. I think he's 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 back and playing. I mean, when I look at this, logic tells me Wisconsin's just going to run away with another one. Take Wisconsin, minus 24 and a half, and take the over. But I can't do it because it's Fitzy and NU.
0: See, I'm not seeing it like that. I I do think we could see a, fu- a funky Wisconsin. That's, that's – we we have to be due for they've, a funky Wisconsin. They've got
1: to have a, an off week eventually. They're Correct. going to have an off week.
0: So I'm going to say they're going to have an off week this week, but I still would like the under in that – I mean, even if Wisconsin's offense has a good week, because at 47, I think they need to score – basically 40 points yeah. to go over because I don't think Northwestern is scoring more than six or nine. So
1: you don't think that they can put up 40 on this? Oh, yes, I indeed. do.
0: If they look like they have right. the last couple of weeks, they most definitely can, yeah. but I just don't think they will. So I really like the under this week. And if you put a gun to my head, I would say Wisconsin covering simply because I don't want to have any part of my monetary, you know, value on this Northwestern team right now. I can't blame you. Okay.
1: Um, so hold on. We never did overall. 59 and 36 in favor of Wisconsin. Five ties. Do you remember the 1995 game? No. When Northwestern were going to win the Big Ten? Won 35 to nothing versus Wisconsin. Of course, that was Gary Barnett versus the great Barry Alvarez. Now, here's something for you. Northwestern is 10 and 8 straight up in the last 10 years when they're double-digit dogs. That's insane. That's that's Fitzy for you. That's Brad yeah. Powers at BP Yeah, I saw
0: that stat. That's that's that scares me. I don't care. Every trend comes to an end at some point.
1: Northwestern
0: and the over. Okay. Yeah, really? Yeah. So you're going completely opposite with me here. I am. Interesting. Okay. All right. So that gets us into two afternoon games. First up, we have the three and one. Indiana Hoosiers traveling into East Lansing to take on the three and one Michigan State Spartans, two thirty p.m. game, Big Ten Network. Sparty by fourteen over under forty four.
1: All right, Indiana sitting at a positive zero point four yards per play differential. Michigan State, believe it or not, two point two yards per play differential. Pretty good. Nineteen eighty seven. That was the best game in in this rivalries history. First of all, Michigan State leads forty seven to sixteen with two ties, but eighty seven is the de facto Big Ten championship game. They played late in the season, it might have even been the last game. Michigan State ended up winning twenty seven to three over Indiana in East Lansing, and that was the great George Perlis over Bill Mallory. Okay. And so Michigan State would go on to win the Big Ten and go
0: to the Rose Bowl. Um this to me is the hardest game to pick on the sheet this week.
1: Yeah, Michigan State, they're up and down, up and down in offense. So who which offense shows well, up? Well,
0: you know the trend this year, well, right? It, it, this should be their down Correct. Week.
1: Yeah. Correct. And plus 14 to begin with. Do you ever trust Michigan State to cover 14?
0: I mean, I know they did last week. Right. But. No, I didn't last week, and they covered it with ease. Yeah. So I think it's silly to buy into the. Even week, off week, even week, off week. I know. It, it is I It seems stupid to like stupid. think about that. Oh, it's stupid. Because um, the, the fact of the matter is they moved the ball really well versus Arizona State. They had over 400 yards. Of, yeah. They just, for whatever reason. Couldn't put in the end zone. They, they, they couldn't score. Couldn't and, score. And they couldn't make field goals. Um, the field goal kicker is making me nervous if I'm a Spartan fan. Mm, he's right had a bad year. Because when you play games close to the vest – you need a kicker to kick (laughs) while he's not doing it. He's been shaky. Yeah. So that would be something that like, to me, if I knew that their kicker was eight of nine on field goals and you know, 14 of 14 on PATs this year, I would feel a lot better about taking them right. Um, on the other side of it, Indiana has looked really good versus subpar competition. Yeah. Um, now I don't even know if you can use Ohio state, as, is that even No, a, that doesn't that game doesn't it, count. You really do throw that out, it's right? It's an exhibition. So this is the first time we will have a feel for Indiana. Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah. We're gonna learn a lot about Indiana. Now don't forget, Coy Kronk is out. And that, that was already the shaky part of their offense was that line. Wasn't great to begin with. That could hurt them bad. Will Penix play? I don't know. I almost feel like Peyton
0: Ramsey may be
1: maybe the better choice
0: here. If you're gonna move the ball on Michigan State, it's a, it's somewhat similar to Wisconsin. You're gonna to have to chuck it around a little bit to get to get the ball down the field. But and to, somehow you're gonna to have to do it without throwing interceptions. But I'm just saying that is how you get you you get points on the board with Michigan State. So I'm
1: thinking the the running threat of Peyton Ramsey, adding that that dimension. I know Pennix can run with, too, yeah. but uh I think Peyton's a little better. And the Dink and Dunk, I think that might be a better formula
0: for them. Okay. Um especially with Coy Right. Right. The way Indiana wins this game, don't you think it's going to have to be with some extracurricular activities, meaning interceptions, special teams?
1: Sure, there's they, a lot of things have to go right for them.
0: Okay, so can you bank on that? Can you bank on that happening? No. Okay,
1: so I and let's point out, are They're they're a running team,
0: correct? But they haven't been running the ball. They haven't well run well the so ball. Far. So that means I've got to put a lot of trust in whoever's playing quarterback and they're going to have to throw the ball. That's how I see it. I just don't, I don't see, I don't see Penix running the ball, even if he's healthy getting yards. Yeah. I don't see Ramsey unless he's squirting out a couple times, but he's not doing that all game. I just, I just don't see where the points are coming from for Indiana this week. So, and,
1: and Peyton is, he's prone to th- turn the ball over.
0: Right. And you know, it's also a prone to talk about Indiana is prone to falling asleep behind the wheel defensively. They have shown that, a lot over the last year, year and a half.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I was really high on Tom Allen, you know, defensively. But these last couple years, it just hasn't been there so far. Right. They've been okay. So
0: that lack of consistency, and trust me, I know there's a lack of consistency on the offensive side of the ball for Michigan State. I just feel like there's enough things that if I had to, I would choose Michigan State to cover the fourteen. But of the two plays, I certainly like the under 44. This feels like a 28 to 10, 28 to 13 type of game to me again.
1: Always go under for Sparty. Yeah. That's my rule. Except for last week. In, yeah, I know. <laughs> screw you, Spartans. No, screw you, Northwestern. Right. That wasn't was Sparty's fault. It was yeah. Northwestern. Yeah. Um, I just think 14 is too much. I don't trust Michigan State to cover a 14-point spread okay. against a conference. Ball. So I go IU. But how confident points. are you? Oh, that. not very. Okay. <laughs> I got I got beat up last week and yeah. the previous week. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm I'm having a rough streak here.
0: All right. Uh last afternoon game, the 3 and 0 Minnesota Golden Gophers traveling to Purdue to take on the 1 and 2 Boilermakers, 2:30 p.m. game, ESPN 2, line Gophers by 2. This started out on the other side with Purdue by 2, over under 55.
1: Yeah, so Minnesota, believe it or not, even with those three non-conference games against, you know, not great competition, they're 13th in the Big Ten at yards per play differential at a negative 0.3, while Purdue sits, believe it or not, at a positive 0.6. Uh, the overall series, now we know Minnesota's great storied history, but it's pretty close. 38-33 to 33 with three ties, Minnesota leading that. Now, 1960, we all know that Minnesota won their last and seventh national championship, right? Okay. But guess what? Purdue Boilermakers come to Minneapolis and steal one 23 to 14. That year, Minnesota went eight and two and
0: outscored their opponents 228 to 88. But not that day. Not that day. With the Boilermakers. Nope. Okay. Uh, this feels like it could be like some sort of trophy something. But, um, Hey, both teams idle. Last both week. teams were idle. Another one. Um, this is a press plus game for both teams. Yeah, it kind of is right. Uh, what? uh? the Gophers have been they have been bagged on social media all week, all last two weeks. Have they not?
1: Yeah, they have. But I still go back to PJ found a way to win all three of those games. And that impresses me.
0: And that's basically been the Gopher fans response. Screw you. You yeah, they've been able to play that card for 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 two weeks now Uh, with Purdue. We already have the feel that. Things aren't going well this year, but going to one and three would be, you know, like they're they're losing a home game like you only have so many games on the schedule that you can look at and say say, this is a winnable game and, and they're not even favored. So you can't say that about this. I'm just saying like you feel good that if they play well, they they win the game. This would be one of them. And they're not even favored. So things are – they need this win, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah,
1: they desperately need this win. I guess they probably need it more than Minnesota at this point.
0: To me, it all depends on who plays quarterback for Purdue. 100%. And we just don't know. We don't know. So everything we're going to say right now, I'm going under the assumption Elijah Sindelar is not playing.
1: Are you – see, I was going to go the other way because – Should we do two
0: different podcasts? I'll – I'll break down the game like he's not playing and you break it because that's the whole game, right?
1: It is. But I'm thinking Brahm kind of finds a way. Well, he, I I think he passed that uh, concussion protocol test because he desperately needs this. He can't lose this game. Yeah,
0: it's that. You just said it, right? Like, well... Jeff Brown's got a lifetime contract essentially not really but i mean he's got something pretty close to that Purdue it, it's it's nobody's nobody's forcing him out of out of Purdue no, if I'm not they saying lose this that, game but, okay but so but they're not going to bowl if they lose this game are they i would i would think they're not going to a right. bowl no um my thing is Purdue did not start the year off great defensively and now injuries have it's even worse i think yeah. is is
1: I haven't heard anything about Lorenzo Neal. I don't right. think he's coming back anytime soon.
0: I don't think he's coming. Marcus back. Bailey gone. So, is this the week with uh, two weeks being off? Does the Gopher uh, Shannon Brooks? Shannon Brooks is coming back this back week. this week. Is and, this when, like the 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 offensive line and the running gels. game finally asserts itself on somebody? <sighs> but we 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 we've been saying that for two weeks now.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna do it, it's got to be this week. Yeah. Um. I'm still worried about that offensive line and pass rush. It, uh, Purdue has shown the ability to rush the quarterback. That's this what year. I'm saying. They, so they the, can the, keep it close, I think, because of that.
0: Okay, Carlafkas is a beast. He's They're, a beast. Yeah, they are one thousand percent going to have to put a game plan together for that dude. If they yeah. don't, he will crush them. He will kill them. Yeah, I agree. So sums up. But, you know, I got my I got my stink face on for some of these lines. This. This started out Purdue being favorite, Right. Did, did, did that surprise you at that all? That surprised me, yeah. A 3-0 team, and I know they haven't looked great, but still a 3-0 team and a Purdue team that has, has had all kinds of issues with injuries both sides of the, of, the, of the ball.
1: And they still cannot run the ball at all. Can they win a Big Ten
0: game not running the ball? If they don't win this one, not running the ball, there ain't too many no. that I'm going to see that it's going to happen. No. Long story short, I feel awful about this game making a play in any capacity. I am very too. intrigued to watch it because of all the things we're talking For about. Sure. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, but I, I just, it's, it's the goofy Vegas thing. So I'm going to take Purdue. Plus oh, really? The, the two points. Okay. Simply because it doesn't make sense to me. It kind of reminds me of the Texas A&M freaking Auburn game last week. And then okay. you find out no Auburn was, was better than Texas A&M. I'm not saying that's necessarily the best you know, comparison right here, but something's up. So I'll take the, the, uh, Purdue plus two. And as far as the over under, I'll go over. I, I, over. I just, because like I, Minnesota doesn't have to run the ball to put points on the board. Yeah. Purdue isn't just bad at stopping the run. They're pretty much bad at everything. So how about a shootout that Purdue wins in the end?
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go go. Going a little different than you. We, we dubbed them, or you dubbed them, the cardiac rats, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just like the momentum that they have, the trajectory that they kind of have. Even though they didn't look good, they're 3-0, and they're still feeling pretty good, and Purdue has just got to be feeling like, holy crap, the wheels
0: are falling off the wagon here. Yeah.
1: So I'm going Minnesota minus two, and I'm going with the under. Under?
0: Okay. Wow. One of us is going to have an awful week this week. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? It'll just break probably down the middle, but... All right, so that brings us to the, the number five, 4-0 Ohio State Buckeyes traveling into Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the 3-1 and one Cornhuskers. 6.30 p.m. game. This is on ABC. Game day will be in Lincoln. The Buckeyes favored by a robust 17 points. The over-under is 67.
1: All right, so Ohio State three point nine yards per play differential in the positive, first in the conference. Nebraska looking pretty good too, one point seven, good for third in the conference. Overall record six and one in favor of Ohio State. They've won the last four, but but Nebraska won the first one of this meeting as a Big Ten member in twenty eleven. They they won thirty four to twenty seven. That was a Bo Pelini coach team beating the Luke Fickle coached Buckeyes.
0: Yeah. All right. So. First question would be, uh, could Chase Young kill somebody <laughs> on Saturday night?
1: I mean, if there's because anyone- here's
0: what here's what here's what I got going through my head. I I am still underwhelmed by Nebraska's offensive line. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, last week, Illinois hit hard, and Nebraska players have they made a point to say that was the hardest hitting game they had played in. Up to that. If there's
1: anything you can say positive about Illinois in that game, is they were the more physical
0: team. Okay, who would if you had to choose between the Illinois defense and the Ohio State defense on who would have the ability to hit harder? Who would you go with? Mm, Let me think about it. Uh, Yeah, I mean Chase Young. If there's anybody who
1: could kill somebody during regulation of a game in the conference, it's probably Chase
0: Young. This could be be something that could scare people even more. Ohio State defensive tackle Jay Sean Cornell. This is his quote this week. We don't want sacks. We want strip sacks. We want the ball. Then he also added Chase Young hasn't even hit his level yet. Wow. Talking about things they've seen in the offseason. That's talking big there. He is. Chase Young is. This is more of a conversation on Chase Young than necessarily the Nebraska offensive line like. He he is becoming potentially I I'd, I'd said it in a pre- in our preseason podcast. Could he wind up being the best lineman at Ohio State since Orlando Pace? He well, looks
1: if you're going both sides of the ball, huh?
0: Right. He looks wow. that dominant. I mean, me.
1: he looks that dominant. He looks like he'd be a number one overall pick Correct. in the draft.
0: Correct. Definitely. Better than the Bosa's. He looks that good. Yeah, he does. To me. He does. He one thousand percent changes your entire game plan because the other side of the stuff with a, with Nebraska is a struggling offensive line that I think even Nebraska fans admit to. On the other side of it, uh Mo Washington with, you know, he looked he got g- beat up last man. week. Oh, he was and and Wandale Robinson is he, he's a little man. He's he's a little f- true freshman of a man. Yep. My point is like and then you you don't want Adrian Martinez getting hit. no you can't run him too much I he ran, mean, he ran the ball eighteen times right, last which week. was way
1: too many for a, a game I mean I know he had to do it to win it, but you don't want to run him eighteen times against Illinois
0: correct so I feel like I, lots of intriguing things with this game but but the high powered Nebraska offense when it's when it's up and running I mean they put up. You know, six hundred and some yards last week. It
1: got downgraded from six ninety to six seventy four. Did you see that? Oh, they it
0: did. Yeah, they they
1: somehow I don't know the, the bean counters went back and looked and <laughs> okay. yeah. So it wasn't as bad for Illinois.
0: As. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Um but you know, so obviously the the Scott Frost offense, the Adrian Martinez offense gets a lot of headlines as it should. I still don't know if people are talking about this improved Buckeye defense. As much as they should be. Well, I mean, Cause, because they've got the big yard per play differential. Certainly their offense plays in that, but it's not just one sided when you have that. Maryland proves that because they don't have a defense good enough to keep that stat better. Ohio State's defense is kind of incredible right now.
1: Oh, it's devastating. I mean, like, when you were talking about Wisconsin and, and that conversation about is, is Wisconsin's defense the best in the country, the first one that came to mind, well, what about Ohio State? Really? Okay. Because Oh, absolutely. But this is going to be the first hostile environment for Ohio State. There I mean, you go. Not only that, it's going to be the first real, like, okay, nothing is Cincinnati, but, I mean, this is this is no joking around. This is a Power 5 team. Here, Correct. Right? This is the best team they've played it's all by year. It's by, the by far the best team they've played by far. And it's the first time they're going to see any kind of elite talent like Adrian Martinez. J.D. Spielman, Wondell Robinson, Mo Washington. They're, they're finally going to have to, you know, really you know really think about other athletes. Correct. Not just, well, we out-athlete everybody on the field. There's going to be a couple guys you have to look after. So how are they going to respond to that? Game day in Lincoln. So you know what that means with game day? Night game, right? Um, what's everyone going to be in Lincoln? What are Drunk they Drunk and amped. No, they're going to be hyped. Oh, they're going to be hyped. Remember? They're going to be hype. Be yeah. hype. Very, yes, hype. So I, I think... I think uh, Nebraska does get up for this game. Well, um, yeah,
0: obviously. But another thing, I mean, I think- I, to continue, can I expand upon Please. what you're saying? Okay. To me, everything you're talking about definitely plays. This mm-hmm. this will be a electric crowd that will not stop cheering unless it is like so far out of the realm of a you know comeback sure. or a game. So Justin Fields has never had to play football under he has, distress
1: he hasn't been uncomfortable
0: at all that is the whole game right I mean if you are and I
1: think Nebraska's defense is is pretty solid this
0: year I right think they've come a long way De- definitely and what they're what they've been good at is up to last week I had I was growing in their confidence to stop the the rushing attack but Illinois ran the ball very well. I mean, they had 230, I think, yards rushing last week. If they had applied themselves, it could have been much more, but okay. Point being is a, a a good Illinois rushing attack with a good offensive line and Reggie Corbin moved the ball. Sure. Okay. Ryan Day and Justin Fields both talked this week at their press conference about they they alluded to the fact that this is going to be by far the biggest toughest environment that they've been yeah. into or gone into toughest team that they've gone a, a point so it it's being it's being addressed but you still don't know how Justin Fields is going to be in this game until Justin Fields no, is in this game exactly I think you're going to see Ohio State come out and pound the rock. They're going okay. to give it. It is going to be a healthy dose of J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins basically won this game last year for Ohio State. He was the big X factor mm-hmm. for Ohio State to be able to pull that game out last year in Columbus versus Nebraska. That is what I see the game starting out with. You think they run fields very much? A little bit, yeah. sure, but mostly J.K. Dobbins. A little bit of Master Teague behind that. Yeah, yay or nay? Are you kind of shaking your head? No, I can see that. Me? And so to me. That is a lot of the stuff with Nebraska or with uh, Ohio State's stingy defense, the game plan that I think Ryan Day will have going into it that to me screams under the sixty seven mm-hmm. points um but that seventeen point spread i'm I'm it's it it looked way better at first glance at fifteen yeah. <laughs> for Ohio State. yeah yeah and those two points should not make that big of a difference, but. I am just, I'm skittish at Ohio State being able to consistently throw the ball on uh, Nebraska if Nebraska can get pressure on fields, which they have been very good at this year mm-hmm. for defensively getting pressure on quarterbacks.
1: Okay. I feel like, again, with Ohio State and all the blowouts they've had so far, I think there's a little value here on Nebraska plus the points and the under.
0: Yeah, so you feel the under as well. I like the under to the degree that, or to the points that I'm talking about, or like no, what, what? Like, sure, just let I me think... ask you: What type of game do you see here? Oh
1: boy, I, 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 w- I would agree with you that they are going to run the ball, and that's going to slow the game down, or I should say, speed the game up, and and limit the points. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And I, I,
0: how the blowout would happen is if you know, with Ohio State assuming you know, doing the blowing out. It's it's that they look just like they have the last four three four four weeks, which is they can just throw the ball pretty much at will. So if, I just don't think we're going to see that. Now,
1: I, I, this is kind of like – it reminds me of the Wisconsin-Northwestern game where you could see Wisconsin just rolling for 63 points. Yeah. But so, I don't think that's going to
0: happen. No, I, I think it'll be a tighter game than that. Yeah. I just think it'll be a better game. I think Ohio State wins – I don't like the 17 points either way, no, I don't but either. if gun to my head, I would say, uh, uh, Nebraska plus the 17. Yep. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all we got, right? That's all we got. Got anything else to add? No, I do not. Okay. Well, I will enjoy both Friday and Saturday games. Curve I will good.
1: be going to the restroom many, many times to check my phone.
0: Got to make sure Friday it is night. fully charged before you leave the house. Absolutely. Friday. That's the biggest thing you got to worry about Friday yeah. is make sure the, the phone's charged. Yes, sir. All right. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Co- Podcast. Thanks for listening.